It's Tempo Waffle Time! Welcome to Tiffle Waffle with dogs. And birds, and cars, and motorbikes, and yeah, everything. Okay, alright, uh, this morning on Tiffle Waffle we are recording in the garden. Uh, Surrounded by dogs? And birds, and fish, there are fish over there. The, the fish are going to make it super noisy. Yeah, fish are the noisy ones. Right, so what's our topic today? Um, today's topic is, wait, it's your topic. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, my topic it is. So today I'd like to talk about the world of online TEFL courses. Ooh. So um, the, the background to this topic is that in the wake of COVID-19, yeah. there was a bird. In the wake of COVID-19, there are more birds in the garden. Um, the the TEFL courses... <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm slightly dis- I told you we were in a garden. <laughs> The world of TEFL courses as we knew them, um, had, they've just sort of disappeared. The course that we used to teach on, which is an in-class course, is gone. And um, the only one that I know of that's around here anymore is the uh, CELTA. Uh, yeah. So, um, teachers are now arriving with online TEFL courses because qualifications because that's, that's what's available. Yeah. Um, so, um, I've always had a disdain. Okay, uh, I, honestly, I have an instinctive disdain, but if somebody asks me about it, I can be very objective, yes. and which is, I say that if the, te- if the online course told you there were a full, complete course, they were lying. If the online course told you uh, this is an intro to... to Tefl, Tessel, Tesol, whatever you want to call it, then they've done a good job. Because we had students on the course who did an online course and then did the in-class, face-to-face course. And those students, most of them... Were a step ahead. They were a big step step ahead. ahead. The the thing, my disdain comes from the fact that an online course cannot teach you a practical skill. And teaching is a practical skill, largely. Yeah. Um, it's not a theoretical skill. So, um, I'll give you some some of my history to this. Okay. okay. So, I believe teaching is something that you have to learn to do, not learn about. Mm-hmm. So, if you read about teaching, you're not le- learning how to teach, you're just learning, learning about, about it, it right? Yeah. Um, in the in same the... way that learning about Grammar doesn't teach you a language. Yes, okay. um, that was the exact analogy I was going to make, where right. uh, the students learn about English, or in, in my high school, I learned about Italian. So, to mitigate my disdain, I did two TEFL courses online. Okay. Now, as an experienced teacher, I was coming into the TEFL course with some background knowledge, obviously, um, which most people who do it an online course wouldn't have. Um, and... The one of the well, the one that I did one of the ones that I did had a a, a human marker. I, I'm using air quotes here. So I, I apparently had a human person who was grading my assignments, and so I had to read these five websites, and then I had to do this little assignment, and then this marker would mark it. And I'm I was wondering what any of this has to do with teaching. 
Right. Well, yes. I'm. So, I, one of the units was about lesson planning, for example. Okay. So I uh, read. Yeah. Okay. I I can see that you could teach lesson planning online. You just couldn't teach teaching that lesson. Well, I mean, the thing is that the, the assignment that I had to do assignment in in air quotes again was why is it important to plan a lesson. Um, not how to plan a lesson or what, what a good lesson plan looks like or fix this bad lesson plan or something like that. It was just a, a comment on the concept of lesson planning as a function of teaching. And um, I did. And then my human marker marked me. Now, mm-hmm. uh, bear in mind that I've, I've now got three degrees in education and then I, w- I was given a acceptable grade. Acceptable? I was a kid. Oh, nice. Um, so, anyway, I just, that's the disdain. Now, <coughs> oh, the, dogs, the dog please. is also disdainful of online TEFL courses, but there's two, there's two comebacks to this whole thing. Okay. So, the first is, right now, we have no choice, clearly. Yeah, fine. And the second thing is, can you learn something online? Well, I've proved that I can, because when I went to Hokkaido, I didn't know how to ski. Mm-hmm. And there was no skiing instructors, Ooh. so I watched YouTube clips on how to ski okay. and skied. Um, we had a friend years ago who taught himself to play the guitar from YouTube, and he did teach himself how to play the guitar. Yeah, from, so from zero to but then I can play the guitar. Is the counter question then? You can only learn to teach through an online course if there's a series of videos. Okay. Watch these mm. twenty-five lessons each lesson with a focus because that's what the skiing thing was about um yeah I, but you didn't actually learn to ski until you got to Hakaira. <laughs> yes that's right yeah. so i watched the video and then went up the lift and then stumbled my way down and then went watched video two on how to break and then i went up and i braked and oh uh, okay so you didn't Watch the videos and then go ski. No, I watched. You watched and skied and watched and skied and watched and skied. Yeah. So, actually, you didn't study online. Well, I mean, the, the online was my prompt, right? So, the online taught me what I needed to know, but I taught myself the rest, right? Is that is that right? Sure. Um, now, when you're skiing, it's pretty obvious if you are or are not skiing. So, if you... <laughs> roll down the hill on your side you're not skiing right but if you skied down the hill uh, poorly or fantastically I've skied you've skied yes but you also know that you've skied poorly yes. you know, if you because I fell seven times and, and you had to break every every time you wanted to turn you had to break and stop and reorientate yeah. my body yes but teaching is not quite that simple is yeah. it um because even a good lesson has bad moments, and even a bad lesson has good moments, and and you can walk into. I mean, the thing about teaching really is it's interacting with humans, right? So if yeah. you're good at human interaction, you can kind of get away with teaching without any in, input at all. Yeah, to a degree, you might not be teaching a subject matter well, and, and you might be wasting might not, the students' yeah. time, but you might be able to engage them for an hour. All right, so now that we have no option, okay. all our teachers are arriving with an online TEFL course, 180 hours, including grammar, um, <laughs> and the add-on eliciting component. Um, so 
Sign up now for free and <laughs> yes. get this 12-page downloadable booklet. And we offer you free placement in Cambodia for an extra $1,200. Anyway, um, the podcast I was recently listening to was about reading. Ooh. And this magic, yes, this magic... I'm sorry, I'm dominating this conversation. But, no, no, no. But, I'm, 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 you're dominating because I'm sitting here nodding, mm. which is very good for an audio medium. Right. Yeah. Troy nods. Yes. Um, the magic that comes from reading. If you read, something magical happens and you become... It changes your brain. R- right. Yeah. And this is one of those things where if you're not a reader, you don't know. And if you are a reader... Um, and they were discussing whether, for example, reading novels makes you more empathic. Uh, there's research that says yes, but in a really weird way. The research shows that it, the more you read, uh, the more you're able to express emotion because you've read characters from different perspectives and so you can express your own feeling and it, that's the purest definition of empathy is you can express your own feeling because you've seen feelings through different yeah, eyes. Yeah, you've seen different, different perspectives. perspectives but the, the counter-argument in this in this podcast was um, the rise of reading <coughs> the rise of reading corresponds to the rise in slavery and the rise in colonialism and wholesale murder of... Anyway, this this was the counter-argument. And what so, podcast was this? this sounds, <laughs> I want to listen now. Okay, sorry guys. Uh, we're going to stop this podcast and give you a link to... Hardcore History. Really? Yes. Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin. Oh, God, yes. I hate Dan Carlin. Uh, Dan Carlin's awesome. He, he is such a good storyteller. He's a terrible storyteller. He's exactly like me. He can never get to the point. He gets to the point in three hours. Yes, which is me, which is why I hate him. Like, oh, well, man, anyway. He, I don't want to listen to me. Super interesting. Um, and if you are interested in good storytelling, he's the one to listen to. Never listen to him. We're, we're, div- we're diverting ourselves. He um, can never, ever get to a point. So um, the, the conversation wavered around another issue, which was... Um, oh, now we have kids with dogs. <laughs> which was the benefit of... One of the benefits of reading is that you know what you don't know. Even though you, everything is look-upable, if you read, you know stuff. And knowing stuff means you know what you don't know and you, you have insights into what it is that you need to look up. Because if you don't know what you don't know, then you don't know what to look up, right? So okay. in, in terms of teaching... Wait, what's that called? The the Matrix. What's that Matrix called? Oh, Johari's Window. The known, known knowns, the, oh, yes. the known unknowns and yeah, the unknown unknown un- unknowns. And... So the, the thing about an online TEFL course then is it makes you know stuff. Okay. So, so, you know that there is a thing called eliciting. Yeah. You might not know how to do it. But, but you know that it exists and you know... It, that it's a goal of some sort. Okay. And you might even know that I'm in the classroom and I tried it and it didn't work. So, I'm never going to do that again because no one's going to be there to go, uh, I can see that you're trying to do it. But it's not working because not of these three because things. you yeah. keep asking really open-ended questions instead of closed questions or, or, or... Yeah, but at least then you know that eliciting is a concept that needs to be followed up, right? Um, uh, yeah, but I know a lot of teachers who they 
Like, it's off-road ambulance. Oh, okay, we're being in- introduced to an off-road ambulance. What is it, heck? Off-road ambulance. An off-road ambulance. That's kind of cool. Alright. Uh, and, um, so, the, <laughs> the online tip, of course, this is a, this is a family podcast today. <laughs> the online TEFL course is not teaching you how to teach. It's teaching you how to know about teaching so that you can then explore those things like skiing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Now, uh, let's say that uh, I take this online course. Okay? And so I know that it listening, eliciting exists. It's going to try to get my hand. Uh, and then I go to the classroom. And I try to elicit, and I can't. It doesn't work. Okay, so then there's a feedback issue. So, so now exactly. you need feedback. Okay, and you're not going to get that on an online course. In actual fact, what the online course is doing is it's given you the confidence to walk into a classroom. Okay. So that you actually do start doing it. Troy's going to inspect yeah. the noise. I'm going to pause for just a moment for a word from our sponsor. And if you use this offer code, uh, you get 17% off the price of a dog silencer. Well, the second dog silencer. The first one is is full price. All right, so your turn to make a comment about this whole thing. Okay, so uh, let's say that I want to learn... I'm trying to think of something really simple. Oh, oh gardening. Uh, no, no, no. Tiles. I want to learn how to lay tiles. Ooh. Okay, now... I'm thinking about that right now because I'm going to lay some tiles soon. Mm. And I probably will watch a YouTube video, but I'm also going to read about it. However, the thing is that I'm going to know when I lay those tiles, if I've laid those tiles right. They're either going to be level or not level. They're either going to be spaced too far apart or too close together. They're either going to be laid in a nice squared aligned pattern or not. I'm going to have a very, very fixed product that tells me if I've got it right. If I do an online TEFL course and I go to the classroom, who's going to tell me if I've got it right? Well, the other thing about the online TEFL course is you're going to go into the classroom and then you're going to come out of the classroom and um, there's going to be a sense of that class didn't run well. But how do I know? No, well, I mean, it has to because... Even a qualified beginner teacher is going to have a failed classroom for the first six months. Sure. But what happens, though, if I'm a super confident, charismatic guy who loves being the center of attention? Well, then teaching is built for you because that's exactly... No, 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 no. no, The outcomes of learning are not for you, but but the, the world of teaching because you can stand in front of a group of students and talk for an hour and they love it because they don't have to do anything. Um... And that class was so fun. Remember, remember when Frank told us that story about the time that his mother-in-law ate his chewing gum, but it was actually a laxative and ha ha ha. <laughs> actually, now that you say that, if the teacher told the story about Frank who did laxative, the students in in a typical ESL class are just going to sit there and go. Wow, studying with the foreigners like super hard. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, the thing, the thing is that when a teacher does a bad job, unfortunately, when a teacher does a bad job, students go, oh, I'm not very good at this. So mm. a lot of the blame for bad teaching is 
is taken on by the students. Um, and sometimes yeah. the teacher too. A teacher will go around and say, well, I taught this to you last week. What's wrong with you that you don't know? Are you stupid? Um, so the fact that he didn't teach it well the first time is, is completely lost. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what happens then? When, who, who is going to be the person that says to the guy who only studied online that... Okay, uh, well, the, the, okay, you you go you go to the the beginner teacher face to face, yeah, and they teach a, a lesson, and they are they say to the the students, so uh, they're trying to elicit wake up, but they say, so guys, what do you, what do you guys do? And <laughs> in the, the morning, <laughs> no, they they get a nothing, uh, and like in the morning, and they get a, a nothing. No, 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 but okay, the the thing is that. Let's be realistic. The fact that the teacher is even trying to elicit is a step. Is a step, and he's going to come down hopefully to the staff room, and he's going to say, "Those students are so dead. You ask them anything, and they just sit there and stare at you." Mm-hmm. And hopefully, somebody in the staff room would go, "What? That, no, that class is super lively." Um, yeah. And then there'll be a conversation where the teacher will recount what it is that they did, and somebody will go, "Well, close your questions up a little bit, and maybe you'll get a better response." Hopefully, but that. That okay, makes so two or yeah, three assumptions. Yeah, and your first assumption is that uh, a, you've got a good staff room. Well, and that there's somebody in the staff room who actually does know what's going on. Okay. Uh, B, this teacher uh, is open-minded. They don't have a sense of shame or anything. You know, at, yeah. They so want to talk about I, it. I did a workshop a couple of days ago with a group of teachers because we've instituted type task uh, project-based learning mm-hmm. okay so we, the, each teacher has an hour and a half of project-based a project lesson every day that they've got to so the project is the topic is bridges and then the, the teachers have to come up with a project for the students for the week based on that so they could draw a bridge or calculate distances between or whatever and um the teachers have been doing it and we've got one really experienced teacher and six brand new teachers wow yeah so it's a disaster, really. It's a disaster. But none of the teachers have said this is going badly. So I ran the workshop and I went through the theory of task-based learning and I went through an example for a grade four class and a grade one class. And the, the experienced teacher in the room made all sorts of really, really useful comments and the six quiet teachers, the six new teachers just sat there quietly. Um, okay. Okay. Afterwards, they were... The, the six new teachers went to the head teacher of the school and went, wow, that was really inspiring and now I actually think I can do it and I've been doing that wrong and this wrong and right. So, But the thing is that none yes. of them asked for help okay, and until that point. What did the experienced teacher give? Um, well, he... So, for example, in one of the, exam, in one of the run-throughs, I, I, did, I did a full Monday class and I said, please notice that I haven't given the students the project yet. I've gone through the background and the pre-reading and the I've done all the pre-stuff. The students don't know what the project is yet. Okay. And and this experienced teacher went, you know, I tried giving the instructions for the project at the beginning of the first lesson on Monday. And it overwhelmed the students and yeah. there was no... And so this is a really good idea. And, and, and so at the end of the class, all the students went... Yes, but teacher, when is the, the project due? Because yes. for the last hour, I haven't been listening to you. I've been worried about, <laughs> about, about the due date. Yeah, yeah. When my popsicle stick bridge has to be handed in, right? Um, so he he was making 
feedback. He was giving feedback and, and direction to the others because he knows they're all new. And mm. I mean, and he's one of those supportive, experienced teachers who's trying hard to to make a go of things. So um, the, the the thing is that those all those new teachers do have an online TEFL course. Okay. So they're qualified. Um, Inverted commas. Yeah, and the thing is that the, the the workshop that I did was useful input for them. Okay. I mean, I haven't done observations on nobody's done observations for the first month on those guys because they're finding their feet and they're you know. Um, yeah, figuring out the schedule. Yeah. And and doing an observation just adds to the yeah. the whole crisis. So yes, they, how, how do you give them feedback when there's so much stuff going on? And if the online TEFL course holder is in a school where there are workshops or there is a head teacher who can give gentle feedback. And we've got, even got a plane in this podcast. We've, this is, we've this got is, everything. And I, I need to shut up. I think I'm talking way too much. Yeah. Give me a minute and I'm going to go and get a flamingo and, and whack it on the head and see what sound it makes to add to our background sound, soundtrack. I think that people have stopped listening to the bird. Okay, alright, so, a uh, bunch of teachers, they've done an online course, they get to the class, and magically, they have a supportive classroom with a supportive head teacher who runs workshops that are focused on actual classroom practice. Wow, I'm so glad that this happens in Every, every school, school. <laughs> with every teacher who's ever done an online course. Yes. So what you're actually saying is the teachers did an online course, which was actually the equivalent of like an orientation day at school. Or reading they, a but book. But they haven't actually studied yeah. at school yet. They've just been to orientation. They know where the bathroom is. They know where their dorm room is. They've got their schedule uh, and they know where the nurse's office is. But they don't. And they know that somewhere on the campus there's a sports field. But but um, the problem, of course, is that a lot of schools assume that because you've got a TEFL, you know everything. Especially schools that are run by accountants, right? Uh, yes. And, and schools that are... That are... I'm trying to think of a way to not say it horribly. Don't say it horribly. Uh, schools that are paperwork driven. There, there we go. That's a nice way of saying okay. it. Where it's all about, um, did you get the, uh, have you handed in your exam results on time? Have you submitted your weekly lesson plans? Yeah. and Which the, nobody actually uses. Yeah. So if you're in that school and you've just done an online course. Well, well, okay. So maybe, maybe we're thinking about this wrong. Maybe what, what the world of English language teaching is doing now is moving away from technical knowledge of teaching to personality-based teaching methodology where you walk into the class and go, oh, wow, okay, we're going to have lots of fun. Be quiet. Okay, so let's carry on with this fun stuff, which we're, hey, be quiet. And it's all about the teacher dominating and running and exercising his authority. In, in, man, we've got some background noise. Be quiet. Okay, uh, I would think in a way it's kind of the opposite. Where it's it's moving into the yes I know what eliciting is instead of I know how to elicit because online you can teach someone what eliciting is and I, I'm just in my mind I'm trying to plan a training lesson online to teach eliciting and the way that I'd have to end up doing it is saying like 
make questions, write some questions out that would allow you to elicit yeah, this but, thing. But in fairness, how many of the teachers that you've taught how to elicit actually write their questions out? None. But that's the only way that I could do it online. No, but I mean, even the teachers that you've said to them in class, write your questions out, they don't. They don't. But me saying write your questions... Wow. Me saying write your questions out is just another way of getting a loud motorbike to drive past. No. Me saying write your questions out is actually me saying, you've got to think about the questions that you've got to ask. You yeah. can't just stand up and I mean, well, expect I... that yeah. you can ask a random question and everyone is going to say, airport! The, um, the thing about the... The TEFL courses in class with teaching practice is at the end of the lesson, you can say to them, why did none of the students respond to your questions? And then you can say, did you plan them? And then you can say, you had a problem with your questions because they were too... So this, they're getting feedback or giving getting direction about how to actually... Um, uh, okay, now, one of the things that uh, I evolved into, it took a, uh, quite a long time, but as a teacher trainer, I evolved into the point where during a lesson, especially when I was a very, very new teacher, I would actually just stand up and and say to the class, so if I want to go to another country, uh, do uh, who, who likes going on holidays? And they say, me! And I go... Uh, would you like to go on a holiday here in Thailand or to another country? And some of them say Thailand, some of them say another country. I go, oh, good, another country? What country? And they say Singapore. Japan. And I go, okay, now if you're going to go to Japan, uh, are you going to walk there? And they go, no. And I say, well, how are you going to get there? And they say, fly. And I say, you're going to fly there? You've got your own plane? They go, no. And I say, well, uh, where's this plane coming from? And whatever. I... I I get them to say airport and boarding pass and tickets and da da da. But I've I've led them into it and I can stand up and show that teacher in the moment it's not them. You're asking questions in a way that they don't know how to answer. Look, I asked the questions and we got to airport ticket, boarding pass, passport uh, with 20 seconds of lead in and then all the words came out in three minutes. You were asking questions for 10 minutes and you got nowhere. Mm. I can show them. I can stand up and show them. And online? <clears throat> so, this is our... This is the final verdict here because we're running out of time. Okay. The fact that online TEFL courses are now the new norm. Yeah. New normal. Anyway, whatever, whatever. that thing is, yeah. Um Online, the, the face-to-face TEFL courses may come back, but um, online TEFL courses have now become... De rigueur. De rigueur. Uh, and we've got to accept that. So as administrators then, we've got to step up to the plate and go, all right, now now that you've got your qualification, I'm going to teach you how to teach. <laughs> now, I, I've always been of the perspective that uh, the TEFL course actually doesn't teach you how to teach. It teaches you how to start teaching. Yes. It, it gets you ready to go into the classroom. And the first year of teaching is where you learn how to teach. But maybe that's exactly what's going to happen now. But, but th- there's so much missing. But, I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to know if I understood how to lay the tile until I've laid the tile. But it's such a, pardon the pun, concrete outcome. Oh. Uh, where I have 
cemented evidence. No, that one didn't work. The um the the thing about all of this though, I, none of us knows how to do anything initially, uh, and we watch YouTube videos or read yeah, something. But, or... but at least with the tiles and the skiing, when I do it, I know that I don't know. When I teach, unless there's your like magical great head teacher who runs workshops and gives feedback and has a supporting staff room and 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 and. and, and it's, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. I, I I work with a guy who the teachers the students like, and by all accounts is a good teacher, and I have a horrible suspicion that he speaks too much. Oh. That that he talks a lot in in class. But I've never observed him, and I don't know that. But the students. The students won't give that feedback. The, no. stu- the students will just accept him for who he is. And as long as he, they are happy with him, he's going to be happy with them, and he's never going to know. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, the thing is that we move schools and then we run into trouble, and as long as, as, long as the teacher is able to reflect... Exactly. Now, this teacher actually, um, as far as I know, is a great teacher, just in terms of he has a lot of knowledge and he does a, he did a lot of study and reading and trial and error and 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 he, he's a teacher that I would love to have in, in my staff room if I was the head teacher. He would share and talk and... Yeah. and but I think he's the exception, not the norm, unfortunately. I do believe he is. Right, it's time for a word from our sponsor, which we've actually heard from. Our our sponsor today is, on that depressing note... Um, If you want to learn how to teach, I recommend our sponsor of the day, which is Eye2Eye, the biggest and largest and most comprehensive online TEFL course program thing. Um, With all due respect to them... um, don't worry about placements in Thailand for their fee. <laughs> Just come on over. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, yeah, anyone who says uh, we'll guarantee you a job, you should say to them, cool. And anyone who says I'll guarantee you a job for $1,200, you should say to them, cool, I'll do it. I'll please Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so Tefl on and online it. Yeah, Tefl Autumn, waffle off. Yeah. Defile Warfare is proudly brought to you by the Nanstore Warfare Try and Steve. For any questions, comments, complaints, or query, you can email defilewarfare at gmail.com or visit www.defilewarfare.com.